Hey, this podcast is sponsored by our personal finance courses. So if you have problems with mastering your money and you need help, go down below and learn how to master your money. And this is a plan that anyone of any income level can follow. It is simple and easy to follow for any income level in any situation. And it's very straight to the point. And if you want to learn how to make money online, go down below as well. And we'll see you in future episodes. The worst rental scam. Which, by the way, if you want to learn how to master your money, go down below. My wife and I put our house on the market for sale on Friday. And today, I received... A call from a young lady saying she drove by after receiving my email about renting and wanted some more info. I have not sent out any emails, but I opted to allow other realtors to market on their website, so I assumed maybe that was it. She forwarded me the email, and it was from a person with the my wife's middle name and maiden name. It then was some small sob story about how they were renting it themselves because their previous rental agency was raising their rates. The email also included all the images from our MLS listing, monthly rental price, security deposit amount, and the incorrect square foot. This was an unsolicited email that this girl received and had she not gone to the house and called the number on this sign, could have potentially sent over all of her information to this person for a credit check. She said she had been looking for rentals on Trulia and Zillow and assumed that's how they got her email. If you are receiving an unsolicited email like this, be extremely cautious as it is most likely a scam. And I agree. Like something like this is super scary to like see, right? And I hope, I hope that no one is actually dealing with something like this because this is such a scary situation. And check out 41bucks.com to learn how to master your money below. I got scammed $7,000 through bank app Zale. I am so stupid. The situation sounded super real, and they made me so scared that I did not even suspect that it was a scam until I sent them $3,500 twice. I had to authorize my payments since they were monitoring and directing me what to do. I already called the bank in Zill. SS will as reported to police online, but is there any other things I can do to possibly get the money back? The scam person said she is going to call me back on Monday, so should I answer the call and like record it? Would that help finding the scammer in any way? Details. Someone called me saying that she is from the U.S. Immigration Law Enforcement and said that I had been violating the law by having double identity because I got my U.S. citizenship in December 2020, but I did not know that I had to void my old passport and have not given up my citizenship of original nation. I thought somehow it is automatic. 
It was at the airport because I was moving from Boston to California after my graduation, and she said she will need to close this case by today, and need to investigate me via phone now. They wanted me to go to a private spot, red flag right there, and directed me to read some lines and policies on a website, ICE.gov. She reassured me by confirming the phone number that it was the same exact number as the Boston Immigration Office. During the investigation, someone with the real police number called me, saying I have a arrest warrant and asked if I am running away. The immigration person sounded like she was helping me with the police situation, and said I can travel to California only if I pay the bonding fee. They made me install an app called AnyDesk and monitored my phone screen. They made me to log into the bank mobile app and then send money through Zelle to some Gmail account. She said I will be able to get the money back once I prove my innocence. The next day, the Boston police named Jennifer Williams called again and said I need to pay more bonding fee because now the case is in California instead of Massachusetts, in order for her to help me in this case. Paid another thirty-five hundred dollars, so seventeen fifty times two, to another Gmail account, and she was monitoring my phone again and made me to authorize all payments. She said I cannot disclose the case with anyone, including my parents. Said they will have to be investigated and will be penalized. So I tried not to tell them, but they were listening through the door and was one hundred percent sure it was a scam. I was scared that my parents might get involved in a legal case and wanted to solve the problem by myself. So I paid everything in under the call. She said police will come to me on Monday, and she will also call me back on Monday. After the call, I finally told my parents about the money, the amount of money, and we called the Bank of America and Zelle to report the case. I know it is almost impossible for me to get the money back, and hope nobody gets scammed like me and never send money through phone. Feel free to watch more and check out fortyandbox.com to learn how to master your money below. Right, but what we should say about this situation, right? Like for like any advice, is that obviously contact the police. Obviously, do everything that you can. The only problem with this is that you physically authorized the payments. So most likely in this situation, depending on the bank. Which I believe this is Bank of America, so they may not do this. Typically, credit unions would do this, where they would actually help you out. Where it's like an obvious like a、uh, scam situation or something like that. The only thing is, I don't know, because this is you know not a small amount of money. This is nearly almost ten thousand dollars combined, right? So. I think it's a hundred percent up to the bank that you were using that you transferred the money out, right? Because if they obviously see the details, if you show them like the email, if you show them you know the information, if you have police you know vouching for you as well, then they probably will help you out and credit this back into your account because this is probably actually a common thing. So. I would say is more like a fifty-fifty situation, but it's definitely worth doing everything that you can to try to get the money back, right? And the thing is, it might actually make more sense for your bank to actually 
credit you this money, obviously changing all of your information and all this other stuff, right? Maybe open a completely separate account because it's actually probably cheaper for them to keep you as a customer long term than it is for you to lose all this money and then end up, you know, having to go to a different bank, right? So I feel like if you were to like mention to them like, hey, I don't know if like if I'm not able to get this money back, I'm going to have to go to a different bank because I just don't feel safe, right? If you say that to them, then they might actually be like, hey, you know what? We'll credit you the money. We'll open up a brand new account for you, credit you money, and just stick with us and you know stay safe. Don't send people money and all that kind of stuff. It might make more sense for the actual bank to do this because they know long-term they can make that money back off of you, right? So that's something to think about, right? Because you also got to think about it too. A lot of these banks and you know credit card companies and all that kind of stuff, they probably have like a certain percentage or like a ratio of the money that they bring in that gets allocated to scam situations right because they know that no matter what like maybe you know one out of a hundred people or one out of a thousand people will fall for a scam and it'd be cheaper for them to actually just credit the account the full amount than to lose the customer because they know long term they would actually just make their money back so that's something to really think about